What's going on, y'all? Welcome to the random one with Monk and Laura. And today we have a third guest, Aaron, not Aaron. How are you doing today? I'm all right. Um, I drank coffee for the first time in months and I crashed right before this, so I'm a little tired. But other than that, I'm pretty good. Thank you. No, I love that. I think we all three of us have like different emotions going on right now. So this this is yeah. gonna be really fun and then chaotic. Mm -hmm. But I want I do want to issue a trigger warning for this episode before we start. We will be talking about just boundaries overall as a content creator. So that could get a little triggerish depending on everyone's different situations, depending whether you're a content creator or a consumer of content. I feel like it's still fair to get a trigger warning all around for everybody before we get started. So with that being said, if you're mm -hmm. still here, happy to have you here. Uh, I want to, let's just get this out here. So basically all three of us, I feel like, all three of us are content creators. I feel like we all dealt with a situation in which someone has crossed our boundaries uh and we each i feel like we're all three of us are different enough that we have different responses to mm -hmm. our boundaries being crossed and how to really tackle that and consume that and so i want to start with our guest here aaron mm -hmm. how do you deal with boundaries getting crossed like the boundaries that you've set and you made public by mm -hmm. the way how do you deal with that so I'm just very vocal about things that make me uncomfortable in general. I am very aware that I'm a lot more direct than most people. Cause like, I mean, I've been doing a lot of content creation since about, I want to say 2015, 2016. It used to be like mostly on Twitter. And this was like when Twitter wasn't exactly cleaned up at the time. So it was great. But, um, but I learned a lot from that since I had a very like high profile Twitter account at the time, since my account was featured on a Comedy Central show and I was actually almost invited to go on. So I was dealing with a lot of responses with that. And I was very afraid of like expressing how I felt or like these comments making me uncomfortable since that kind of humor was popular at the time. So it was like mm. very, very different compared to where we're at right now, where it's, we're now in a time where you need to vocalize things that make you uncomfortable or things that people should know about you. Mm -hmm. before like acting on those kinds of responses that you would get on something say like an Instagram photo a post like just whatever it is and if you see something that bothers you my approach is always like give them a chance to like at least understand where you're coming from but if they double down on it then you call them out and that was mm -hmm. happening a lot with like recent content of mine in terms of being objectified um, I make it very clear that I don't like it when people make comments about my body, um, especially in very uh, sexual ways, because I am not just sexual stuff in general does not make me comfortable to share with the public. So, yeah, but, yeah. So just like getting very degrading sexual comments over and over again and like just addressing that I don't like that. It just it gets very exhausting, but it's also one of those if you have some sort of evidence where you have said that before that it makes you uncomfortable like normally if you've said it once it should just be left alone and left at that and normally people will catch on and also help you establish that boundary that's mm -hmm. like the main one that I get very uncomfortable with is when people make comments about my body especially when I didn't ask for it or if my content is not geared towards that kind of audience no I think that's definitely fair that's definitely something that a lot I'm sure a lot of creators uh definitely share that sentiment with you and mm -hmm. probably have very similar ways of conducting themselves when it comes to that and how to address it 
And for Laura, what's um a boundary that you have that you felt like has been disrespect or across or something, you know, if you have an example that you're willing to share. Yeah. Um, for me, I feel like the fact that I'm very friendly online, um, kind of gives people the wrong idea that I'm automatically like friends with them. And I know we already spoke about this in the previous episode that I'm not friends with everyone, but I think, yeah, just my very calm, very friendly demeanor is very, it can be taken the wrong way by a lot of the people that do follow me, both um, just regular, you know, regular followers as well as um, mutuals as well, because I have been put in very awkward situations where they want to get very close to me and I just do not know them. Like there's just, there's a big difference between me hitting the follow back button just because I like the content <laughs> doesn't mean anything else and actually being friends with someone and um, the most recent thing and I know I've made videos about this recently um, with my discord servers like one of the things that I really strive for is just creating a very safe and comfortable community for everyone obviously it's not going to be very easy depending on how many followers you have in those servers one of them has 400 people but it is mostly adults so they're they're pretty good about you know following the rules and the other one is all ages there's a lot of minors in there so I mean as an adult I'm going to be enfor enforcing the rules if there was any type of bullying and harassment I'm going to enforce those rules and ban you from the server as stated um well they didn't like <laughs> when the adult actually enforced the rules started making videos trying to cancel me and you know the Bullying harassment is something that is very triggering for me just because I have dealt with it outside of social media. But when you cross the line and start telling people, and this is something else that I've spoken about with my friends that work with a lot of teenagers in general, when you start telling other people to kill themselves online, especially in a space that I've provided, that's where I draw the line. So as much as it affected me, I know it affected someone else in the server. And I am going to put my foot down. Whether that leads to kids wanting to cancel me because I enforce the rules or not. But it's my it's my place. And it's affecting the community. So I am going to do what I'm going to do. And I ended up banning them. But um, as much as I've told that that portion of the server to just respect the boundaries and not overshare and drag me into like other things they've done that they've done that <laughs> so it's just if it happens within my the safe the space that i created then yes i'm going to take accountability 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 oh, i can't even talk it's okay eligibility is a very hard word for me yeah. so i totally get i'm going to take you know responsibility for it yes. there we go yeah and um I can be dragged into uh, things like outside of my control. So direct messages, other servers, there's other people that can handle that. So yeah, it's just one of those things that you want to be caring for your followers, but at the same time, how much is too much as well as a creator. So yeah, it's a, it's a tough balancing point, mm -hmm. I would say. Yeah. I definitely agree. I feel like for me, 
Um, for me, the obvious thing for anyone that's ever followed me ever for as long as you have is always the race thing is very like a very hard point for me. Um, you know, don't be racist. So that's just a general rule for life. So let's just like shelf that. That should just be like a human thing. So let's talk about mm -hmm. more of like, other than that, it would be like kind of what you allude to Laura is like the drama aspect of the, of the world for me. Cause like for me, uh, even for anime content, I don't consume that much. I only consume like in terms of content creators, I only consume my friend's content. Like 90% is my mm -hmm. friend's content, mm -hmm. but their 10% is like, um one piece content on youtube when i'm like doing work or something i just have the background kind of doing that because i love making anime content so like i don't like to watch other people's stuff because i feel like that's going to influence what i do with my content so that's why i kind of like just stay away from everyone's content it's like watch sports stuff mostly like so i'm in a completely different world than what i actually create content for in, in that sense but um yeah the drama aspect of content creating can be tough especially in a small community because mm -hmm a lot of people know each other with, within this niche. So like yes. Yes. when people do things like posting their friends only story and like talk shit, talk shit about creator, like, well, that creates my mutual. It may not be your mutual, but that's mm -hmm. my mutual. And I don't really, I stand up for everybody, whether it's in person or not. I stood up for people when they're not even in the room in person with a group of people, group of people will be there and mm -hmm. someone will be talking. I'm like, Hey, like, I don't want to be talking about that because that's my friend and I don't know this is true or not and so i'd rather you not talk about it or i'll just like leave whatever i gotta remove myself to do i gotta do also because i'm like i have my own business right um and so it doesn't make any it doesn't make me any money you know i mean i know that sounds like a really sad way to go about it, but that's like the bottom line amongst the humanity part of it but like that doesn't make me any money to get enemies with like every single person humanly possible within the community i'm trying to grow in a healthy way mm -hmm. so my hard line's always been like hey the drama stuff, like, don't DM me about something. It's especially has nothing to do with me. If my name's not like, it has nothing to do with me. That's the worst aspect. But even if it has to do with me, it's one of those things where it's like, unless it's something dead ass serious, like something crazy, like crazy, then reach out, you know, do what you gotta do. But other than that, mm -hmm. I don't really care. Everyone's gonna, not everyone's gonna like you. Not everyone's gonna hate you. People's gonna, you know, a lot of people don't even know who you are as, as like a human being. And I always tell people like, if you don't have my phone number, or my address, then like, you don't know me. I only give that out to people who are actually my, my friends who I trust with the information. Especially as someone who's already gotten docs before, I know the importance of keeping the information very close to vest and being really careful about who you talk to interact with. So like my boundaries always been that drama thing and it gets destroyed every day. <laughs> so, oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, people will try to bring you into all the time into stuff. Yeah yep and i'm like i'm the most i'm not even the most interesting like you're not gonna get a reaction like it's not gonna be a fun reaction like to me i'm very and i got in trouble for many times of being like very straightforward whether it's with my humor and stuff like that and sometimes like people uh, unfriend me i'm completely fine with it i'm like hey i understand that'd be on some bullshit sometimes with my like my jokes i mean As like i i appreciate the rumors that you spread about me because those are actually funny so <laughs> yeah because you actually are six five so anyway the um listen <laughs> no, the whole point is that it's fun it's fun to joke around and be and doing things like that but at the same time it's like you know these are human beings that people are making fun of or mm -hmm. talking rumors about and the thing is it's on the internet and that does not die it's on a cloud somewhere yeah. even yeah. if you delete the tweet as soon as it's out there as a matter of fact as soon as you put something on your phone it's out there it could have been backed up you didn't even know a lot of people don't even 
like myself, don't keep track of their uh, backups with their iPhone, iClouds. You never know what's even on there, especially. I know I, I already know Aaron, so I'm not you, you've gonna... seen my desk. You've seen a screenshot of my desktop. You you don't want to deal with that. That is so wild. Um, I'm the need... most. I'm the least organized person. The least. Anybody... It's it's intervention. Intervention needs to happen with Aaron so bad. The fact that I make skits as organized as I do, and you see the way that my desktop looks, it's just an bro. absolute like. You, you wouldn't know it's the same person. It's really bad. No type of files, bro. It's in no it, type it, of files. No, it's just, it's literally <laughs> just scripts all over the desktop. It, I'm a monster. <laughs> hey, if it works for you, it there's works. no way it does, bro. <laughs> just no. Way. I have ADHD. It's just like chaos just okay. works. Yeah, that's that's fair. Cause yeah. I feel like there's no other way. I I literally looked at Aaron's desktop once, and I was uh-huh. like, I have to unfriend you right now. I might have to <laughs> oh like. Oh my god! It's it was so. It's almost like if anyone who has an iPhone out there is like when you have. I actually do this was funny enough, but like instead of having like the little bubble that contains all your apps in like one thing to make it more clean and like organized, mm-hmm. imagine just having like 100 apps just on. You'd like just keep scrolling. Maybe. Maybe I do it for a reason though, because I want to make you work for whatever you're looking for. If you hack my shit, there you go. You know, that's a practical reason. I I love that you did that. Like there isn't a search bar on the computer, but either (laughs) way, but um, it it also bites me in the ass whenever I have to actually look for something. I'm like, this one takes so long. Aaron takes, Hey Aaron, can you find something? As soon as I saw that desktop, I was like, this is why it takes like five (laughs) business days. And that Aaron just gives up. I know Aaron be given. I know Aaron's. And very, very few people know that. But now that this is out in the open it's on the podcast, open. now everybody will understand why it takes me so long to respond. I love this so much. Um, but yeah, so that's 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 the boundary for me. It's just a drama thing. And yeah, I know that. Um, what's funny that the good segue into it when it comes to boundaries for y'all, mm-hmm. like what 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 at what point do you feel like? You know, I feel like we all had a point where we walked away from content creation for a little mm-hmm. bit mm-hmm. for yeah. whatever that time frame is, um, which is actually perfect for this segment. So, like, yeah, when you when you go, if you don't mind sharing, of course, whatever we say here, if you don't I, I share don't care. Like, yeah, I don't, I'll be open. I can yeah. share. Yeah. yeah. Um, when it comes to when you when you took those breaks, and we'll start again with Aaron here. When you took the break, what are you doing during that break? Because I feel like a lot, like you know, people are really interested, like how not necessarily being your business, but just more interested, like how they could utilize that break to actually help themselves instead of just like taking it and then not doing anything with it. So, what do you do during that break to kind of like, you know, decompress and like you know re reevaluate things, you know, stuff like that? I just tend to focus on what's going on in that present moment. I just don't focus on creating at that point. I just want to like channel like back into myself a little bit more like I do notice that I tend to spend like more time on Twitter that I know like that's a horrible thing to say but that is like the most like for some reason that app always grounds me the most whenever I'm going through like some sort of break Mm -hmm. like specifically for TikTok I don't know why but I think like whenever like all of us started well I shouldn't even say all of us because I've, I've been on Twitter a lot longer than most people but like whenever like all animated content creators started like putting more of a focus on Twitter and they're just like, Oh, Aaron's on Twitter. And I'm like, Oh, you don't know what you're walking into because I air out everything. (laughs) I don't care. Like if it's on my mind, I will tweet it. And like, that's somehow helped me gain an audience. I don't know why, but when people started seeing that, they're just like, Oh, so we really are actually being our actual selves on this thing. Aren't we? And I'm just like, yes. So people started opening up more on Twitter and 
not for like the wrong reasons either. Like I started learning more about people sharing their interests. And I feel like that's where I've gotten to know a lot more of my mutuals on a more personal level is because they're starting to get more comfortable with Twitter and sharing different things about themselves, whether that be like just random things going on in their life or through other interests of theirs. Like there's really no rules with Twitter for obvious reasons, as you've seen in other communities, but like specifically like with my mutuals, it's just like, it's become a place where I've gotten to know a lot of them a lot better. And I think that's really cool. So like anytime that like I'm stressed out about TikTok, I will go to Twitter because that seems to be where my most genuine connections are. And other things like I'll work out, uh, it always clears my head. And then like, I just really focus on just friends and family, like outside of my life or outside of social media in general. So, but then whenever that starts to help clear my head, then I actually go back to writing other ideas that I want to work on and eventually make into skits. And also try and like really focus on like not what's going on with TikTok because people are always going to be asking for more content, but just really separate yourself from that. And like that's when I feel like some of my best writing comes out and like making like really genuinely good decisions about it. No, that's, that's good. I feel like there's, you know, again, I'm sure when mm-hmm. we get complete this, there'll be a lot of different ways just between the three of us, how we do stuff. So I feel that's a great jumping off point for a lot of people that share interests like you, like working out and writing mm-hmm. and spend time with loved ones outside of like social media apps and things like that. So that's really good that you found something that works for you and that mm-hmm. you can get something out of so that when you come back, whenever you choose to come back, you get, you're the best version of yourself that you find acceptable to you know start doing and carrying on what you carry on um like it's one of those like sorry to interrupt but yeah like it's also um it's also my time to actually like go back to ideas that made me start writing in the first place like scripts that I never plan on becoming skits but like actual passion projects that I want to see take off so whenever like I actually step away from my content I'm like I can actually work on this idea that I started a long time ago and actually go back to it and I'll start reading my dialogue and everything I'm just like I've realized how much I've improved as a writer since then. And it's kind of like fun to like punch up the dialogue with everything that I've learned from doing this content. And like, I'm very thankful for TikTok helping me become a better writer. But at the same time, it's also one of those just like going back to what got me started with this in the first place and improving based off of what I learned. And it's a really interesting like perspective to have whenever, like, especially with writers. I don't know, like it's kind of an interesting thing that I've learned. No, that's, that's definitely true. I definitely share like some of the things like you're saying for sure. Yeah. I, I definitely go through some of the uh, similar processes for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And for Laura, for you, what what do you do when you're on your breaks? Um, Like, how do you decompress? How do you st- sit back and kind of like think about the whole thing? What do you do to occupy your yeah. time? Go ahead. The weird thing with me is, and you know this, I am a workaholic. So even when I'm Preach. not taking a break, <laughs> taking a break I feel this yes like my brain just never stops working which is a good and a bad thing um if I just had like panic attacks or have been dealing with a lot of anxiety it's not a good thing to just keep overworking yourself because I've definitely gone down that path before um it's so I'm trying to be point. better about like actually giving yeah. myself a break and like fully disconnecting myself from TikTok or whatever it is that's bringing this anxiety. Um, well, Alfred got a few texts the other day. 
<laughs> oh my God, is Albert your coping mechanism too? <laughs> hey, yo. If I'm having anxiety, oh, I send okay. Albert paragraphs on paragraphs of I took, um, okay, for those of you, I live in California, weed is legal, okay? I took an edible gummy, and um, let's just say the words, what was it, successful, looked very weird when typing it out to Albert, but I needed some extra help to, like, calm down my anxiety. Thankfully, it worked. I also had a really great sleep, <laughs> but yeah. I definitely need to do a lot better and not like overworking myself. Um, I did pick up a bunch of manga that I plan to read for leisure, not for review purposes. Mm -hmm. But if I eventually do make a video, it'll be because I enjoy something, but not like I feel obligated to like read and post about it. Yeah. So that's been me with Zone 100 lately. So yeah, I get uh, that. It's been a lot of like rewiring my brain and actually allowing myself to, you know, take those breaks go out with friends who are not content creators and just like go out to dinner and do nor like it's normal stuff <laughs> but like things that I deprive myself because whenever I'm not working in my full-time job I see it as a window to work on like social media guilty so guilty yeah. yep so yeah things that people take for granted I don't do because everything is like a work opportunity which is not a good thing, but that's what I've been trying to focus on whenever I do take, you know, content creation breaks. What about love, you, Albert? I <laughs> love that y'all said that. I want everyone to know. I'm not, of course, I'm not going to go into detail about it, but I just want everyone to know what my text messages look like between the two of them. I love that we learned this about each other. Between the two of them, just know what my text messages look like. You know, when back in elementary school where you had to do popcorn reading and then you had to read a passage each, that's what it is with, with all my <laughs> friends, which I love, by the way, I'm not, I'm not complaining. It's, it's, it's honestly, um, it's almost like a, to me, for me anyway, is a blessing to kind of like be trusted in that sort of way. Um, cause for me, I, I didn't even, at first, I didn't even know that was what I didn't, I'm not gonna lie to y'all until like maybe like 20 minutes ago, I didn't realize that's what that was. I just thought simply people just like talking to me. So it's kind of like, you know, to like my like conversations because they're so normal with these two. These two yeah. are so fucking wild. <laughs> so it's like- No, I, tweeted about, this. I yeah. tweeted about this once and I was just like- Oh, you did, you did. Yeah, I was right. just like, my coping mechanism for anxiety is texting Albert paragraphs on what I'm dealing with only for him to respond back, bruh, that's wild. And just go on with his day. Because <laughs> I'd be reading shit, bro. It is like I, I take it serious. Like I take what yeah, you know what they're no, saying serious. But like but I just, just hear so it funny. in your voice. Like I just I hear your voice. That's really what I text back. That's really what I text back. Yeah, he just replies like one word. Yeah. No, it's just like every time it's every time it's bro, that's wild. <laughs> just go. It's it's like it's like a it's like a text message version of like um like like a thinking phrase because like yeah. for me. I really just be chilling at the crib. I really just be like playing, like, you know, I'll just be chilling, doing something, meditating, whatever. And then, um, and then I get a text message from someone with like, let's these two, for example, and some shit going on. And I'm just like, oh, this is a very serious thing. And again, because of, because of my comedian background and my, and my entertainment background, like my brain's just different with like trauma and like people telling like, you know, other people's trauma and stuff. 
So like the first words or thought process in my, like in my mind that would come out is not what people want to hear. So to combat that, I have to like really take some time to process things before like I say them or else hey, friendships that's will what get people ended. need yeah. to do before commenting on TikTok yes. videos. Yeah. I mean, like as a, as a comedy writer myself, yes, I have had several situations where that has happened as well. Yes, so, exactly. Yes. So mm-hmm. I just say, oh, bro, that's wild. Because like, it's not like, it's almost like, it's I don't funny, know. Though. I was like, what do you want me to do? <laughs> like, what do I do with this information? Because I just people... want to be heard. That's mainly the exactly. thing. I'm yeah. just like, I'm just yeah. like, I'm like, Albert is a good listener. Mm-hmm. I just need to vent. <laughs> Between him and King Drew, they know way too much shit about me. Like, and yeah. See, first of all, if you had me and Drew in the same room and you told us some serious shit, that would be a mistake. Because there's no, there's no time. Oh, I know. If face to face, there's no time to be like, because sometimes, like when I'm uncomfortable or whatever, like I'll be laughing, mm-hmm. right? So you could tell me some very serious shit. Yeah. And unless like, I don't know. Sometimes I'll just be, I'll just laugh because I'm like, oh, shit. like, damn, on a Tuesday, bro. But like, anyways, mm-hmm. so, um, yeah, yeah, I use that to kind of like, you know, say, because at, at the end of the day, it's so funny to me. Cause I'm like, oh, this is, some, oh, this is what we're doing today again, which is fine. But I'm like, okay, I need to take off like that hat and put on some, like, okay, what can I do to like help this person? Um, and sometimes I do on purpose, just cause I'm like, okay, they can use a good laugh. And I don't know how to like, make a joke in this situation to cut the tension that I need for myself to also like relax. <laughs> um, so I just say, Hey bro, that's wild. Cause like, I feel like that's what people expect of me, but that's really what I've been thinking on my mind. So I'm like, Oh shit, this is, that's wild. Aaron, that X, Y, and Z happened. Or like, Oh, louder. Like that's you listen to what? Okay. <laughs> but I think, I think the reason why it's kind of beneficial to have like, like, I mean, like, yes, Albert is a good listener. Like I just explained, but like, I think the thing that makes you very easy to go to is, whenever you chime in and like make the bro that's wild crack or like even saying like something that you can tell that there is a laugh to your voice it's also no no hear me out the reason why I'm okay with that though is because that helps me put in perspective how much a I'm overthinking this and b this is being blown up way out of proportion that it should be and it is gen it is kind of funny that I'm letting it get to me that much. So that laugh and like having that kind of like comedic approach to it actually does help me balance like what is going on, like really like helping me feel grounded in the situation. Yeah. yeah. Not yeah. me yeah, being seen. You just need someone to like mm-hmm. give you a different perspective because it's yeah. so easy to just fall into whatever emotions that you're feeling. Yes. Um, I remember this very clearly last mm-hmm. year when we had the whole discussion about how we shouldn't be uh, recommending manga that's for mature audiences Mm -hmm. to minors and that whole discussion and oh yes how it was all adult uh tiktokers that were shared false information about me just ran away with it and then you know created this whole narrative um Mm -hmm. yeah that was another very tough situation for me right and i if it was Albert or someone else was just like but you have like two comic con panels like look at you like mm-hmm. you have accomplished so much like why are you letting this like affect you that much and I was like I think yeah yeah because I, mean, like, I was I was also involved in the situation too because mm-hmm. like because I saw your post about it and I was like well I also like my content is based off of not just 
Sanin in general, a Sanin series. And yeah. I was like, I need to be part of this conversation because this is super important. And the thing that I thought was a very big slap in the face was the person that made that post in the beginning, like recommending, and he's like, it's not that bad. And when you made a post about it, they're like, well, you only do the romance manga and stuff like that. But because my series was Black Lagoon and it does, it has this wonderful deceptive male audience because it tricks mm. you into watching something that people are just like, oh my God, it's like hot female women, but there's actually a point to them. And you are like being led into thinking that they're just hot. And like, that also tells me a lot about you as a person anyway. But the person who made that video commented and he was like, well, I mean, like, well, I mean, like you do like the action series. I'm like, okay, okay. So why are you going after my friend that is promoting um, Jose and shoujo manga? Why is that an issue? But for some reason, me promoting seinen is not an issue to the male audience who seems to be having the biggest issue with this. And he's like, but you're different. I'm like, well, they're not. They're not. Yeah. They're preaching literally the same exact thing that I am. And yet for some reason, because you have this perception that they're going towards not you, they're wrong. But because I have the Satan audience as a woman, for some reason, I'm in the right. How is that fair? That is a double standard. It really pissed them off. But like, yeah, but like a lot of people were very aware of that situation too. I was just like, you guys really mm. need to treat these content creators a lot better because we are literally saying the same message. I just happen to be insane and in there in Jose, which yeah. that is not fair. I mean- yeah <laughs> even for like bad topics like the easiest thing you can do is just grab any book literally mm -hmm. go to the back everything is yes as an age mm -hmm. yeah or it says explicit content on it yeah it's like it just says it. follow the follow the recommendations mm -hmm. of the publishers it's there for a reason right exactly like, we're not trying to be like gatekeepy about things it's just no we're just trying some to material our is, yeah some material materials are suitable for you know specific age group and mm -hmm. whatever age group is underneath that threshold just wait till you're older <laughs> yeah exactly and like because like and I think it's great that we did our due diligence as content mm -hmm. creators like in that realm that focuses on that specific audience because until that a lot of people weren't addressing that and mm -hmm. I mean it is our responsibility to say hey this content is not meant for kids yeah so I mean like I'm perfectly okay like if 16 17 like that is definitely like an age of transition into the adulthood I so I don't mind that it's like the 13 year olds that are interacting and consuming my content that I'm like you know you should not be here yeah like yeah I'm just like I'm, I'm saying I'm dropping f-bombs like every five seconds like you should not be here that's the thing because I don't even like cussing in front of kids anyway so yeah I'm happy that my demographic are like around our age group for the most part um <laughs> Which is surprising. I talk about a lot of like Shonen and Shoujo series. So mm -hmm. I'm surprised that my demographic is like that. But I'm not going to point. Honestly, in fact, I feel like, wait, so for Aaron, if you don't mind saying your demographic yeah. for men versus women, is yours more men, you said? It's more men, but let me see the exact percentage because it's disgusting how high and it is. Laura, for you, you don't have to do the percentage, Laura, you don't want to. Oh, I know it say. because I oh. did it the other day with you. I haven't you checked in months. I have 7% male audience. 7 I'm seven percent it went down i mean that's single digits that's, that's single digits. this is just tragic 69 percent men 31 percent women like 
Yeah, the rest is just, you know, female non-binary. It, it, it just had to be that number, really. Seven percent is six. That's y'all have some wild. That's funny. Mine's mine's mostly um mine's like almost split. Mine's always like fighting between it between the two. Um uh-huh. so mine's mm-hmm. usually split, but it's more women instead of especially especially when it comes to the podcast, actually fighting mm-hmm. up for the podcast. Mm-hmm. It's like I want to say it's like 79% female is is that and then like the rest is male demographic and then no male and then unspecified um so yeah. it's it's very mm-hmm. funny how that swings um and all my friends make fun of me because they're like you know who you have on your podcast and your content you know what you talk about your content and like for me I just always want to make a space available for everybody so mm-hmm. I never really think about like oh I'm targeting like women versus men or like that like I'm just like whoever Mm-hmm. gravitates toward my content i'm gonna try to treat them the same regardless um mm-hmm. and then like just do it like that uh but circling back so i feel like i know a bunch of people are gonna get mad at me if i don't answer the question um yeah. is uh what was the original question oh how i cope with it when i'm on my breaks mm-hmm. i i usually what i do like for example uh, the inuyasha thing i think that's the last time i really really took a break was for those that don't know i cosplayed inuyasha was like my first like cosplay cosplay like, with a wig and everything and then some dude twitched, uh, twitched it, stitched it on TikTok uh, with his son, who was like really, really young, probably like seven, eight years old, like definitely a single uh, digit age, and made his son on camera say that like I couldn't cosplay this character because like I'm fat, black, et cetera, et cetera. And this was a black kid, a black man making a black kid say this. So it was like layers to that type of like really messed me up. And that's actually how I became usual with a lot of people because like they're in support of me. And also saying what y'all said about the the uh, the ratings and everything and doing that. So like year before I even came uh, mutuals louder, like I think two mm-hmm. three years ago, I did a vi- no two years ago I did a video about anime doing that for anime um, because I felt like a lot of people weren't I didn't see any trigger warnings. For example, that's when the whole popular thing about Goblin Slayer was like just mm-hmm. re- blind recommended to people, mm-hmm. and like I was like you know hearing mm-hmm. a lot of my friends' stories. I knew that that was an anime that would really mess people, like really trigger people to mm-hmm. sometimes a point of no return. It's really graphic, the first episode. And people yeah, yeah, I was triggered. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, the first episode, like whenever I watched it, there was no trigger warning. There was none. It. There was none. And so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and that's how bad it is. And that's actually, that's actually that video is how I became usual with Straw Hat Goofy. Um, and then I feel like in a lot of other like creators like outside of like anime TikTok, that's how I became mutuals with them or friends with them because like mm-hmm. they're like, oh yeah, we don't not we don't always do of our our movies or our video game stuff or like this and that stuff. So yeah, we should we should do that because um, it's easy to forget. I'm not gonna lie, it's it's easy to forget when you're because you're so busy thinking like okay, I have to like two seconds I have to like grab them, I have to go do this, I have to do that, I have to, it has to be with uh within 15 seconds. But I was like, no, it's important, especially that like that's a really graphic thing they're showing like that's not like mm-hmm. some whatever whatever yeah. that's a serious thing like they go pretty much almost all the way with that scene it's uh, very so extended too yeah. it's very extended so that's yeah. that's why what that mm-hmm. was um but yeah how i yeah. deal with it is mostly just kind of like sitting back um relaxing uh usually i you know i try to write something but sometimes I try to like just disengage completely with every the whole creative process and go outside and have the kids call it touch grass or whatever. Um, I just kind of I just kind of go sometimes I go to my rooftop and like there's a skyline like on um, you know just the, all the massive skyscrapers in New York City 
And, you know, just kind of like remind myself why I'm here, what I'm doing here, like why I moved away from my family, that whole thing. I like, just remember why I'm doing this. And then remember like, okay, like I was able to help my parents buy a house with content creation. I was, I was able to pay off my car with content creation, my dad's car. Like I was able to do these different things with content creation being the main focus of what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. So you have to remind yourself of that, of why you're doing this in the comments and stuff like that. And for me, again, it's a different process for all of us, which I love that we talked about this. Cause like for me, um, it's very different of like, do I text people sometimes or t- uh, talk to them sometimes? No. And it's not because I'm scared or not is more because I take a lot of time to process whatever happens to me, unfortunately, like, for example, something it goes both ways, like something good or something bad happens. Like, for example, um, the okay, the Ant-Man and the Wasp trailer, like being able to do that, to collab with Marvel uh, at Katsukon uh, back mm-hmm. in February. Like, that's a massive achievement for me personally, career-wise. That's something that I always talked about putting in existence since I could remember doing, since like the Iron Man 1, right? Uh, which is like, what, 2008-09? So I was like, that's crazy that like all these years later as an adult now, like that's something I was able to do. Um, and, but I didn't really process, I didn't, it didn't really sink in until like recently when I really got a chance to like kind of sit down for two seconds and be like, oh shit, like I really just did that. So when it comes to bad things, especially I like to really dissect it before I make videos or before I, um, tweet, especially tweets. Cause some people just be tweeting shit. And mm-hmm. again, mm-hmm. I was like, yep. all it takes is two seconds for some people to screenshot or people to read it, you never know. Like now Twitter has a viewing feature, but didn't have it for like ever. So yeah. you never know who saw it. Which one? Oh, uh, the, the circle. Not even the circle, like the, the little metric on the side that shows you how many people like viewed your tweet. Oh yeah. Yeah, like that wasn't yeah. a thing. So you never really knew. But now you know like, oh, three people saw your tweet within like two seconds. <laughs> you don't know who those three yeah. people are. Honestly, so, I love that people put up with my bullshit. It's kind of nice to see how many people actually continue to pull, put up with it. So I'm just like, there all right. There I'm, also very, I'm also just a very direct person. So it's just yeah. like- Whatever I like, feel like airing out, I'll air it out. So exactly, yeah, and and so yeah, and I'm the same way. So that's why I know though that again because I have a brand and I collaborate with like all these different companies at the same time, mm-hmm. uh, and pretty big companies sometimes that like you have to be real careful about what you do. For example, mm-hmm. I didn't think I was gonna get one, but I just got like an invite to a to a movie premiere recently, like in my like before, right before we got on this nice. episode. Oh, that's that, cool. Thank you. Yeah. It's my first. It's my first like one or my first one that's not at a con so i was like that's okay cool. that's cool so but you do things like that it's like okay your brand needs to be like spotless obviously i i'm mm-hmm. i'm not out here doing anything wild anyway but you know what i mean like just you know just be careful what you're filter yourself in a respect yeah. a respectful way basically not to change who you are but just be respectful of how you go about things and kind of go through things with a, a mind so i give myself usually i like to give myself at least 48 hours before i really think about stuff like for example i know my timeline talking about the public stuff not even this not even this not even the friends only stuff but the public stuff that everyone could see that's still up there is like when people are talking about like you know the whole content creator um what was the quote tweet thing content creator pet peeves like around that around that thing oh, i forgot like, what okay. it was yeah. i was i forgot what i was even doing mm-hmm. i was doing something and then um I was planning cosplay. That's what I was doing. And I was like mm-hmm. crafting. And that takes like all my concentration. I'm not good at any of it. And so like I, I faced him a friend and then I was like, I just went on Twitter, you know, as, as one does like check the news basically. And I was like, whoa, like what's going on? Like what's like, I was hours late, like hours late to this thing. And stuff like that is like why I can't go on Twitter. Um, 
to decompress you know mm. like i just have to like really silence myself because like all that stuff's too much i go on tiktok you know my for you page not even anime stuff anymore for whatever reason it's like the popular stuff especially with the tiktok uh band thing happening is every skit about that shit humanly possible just yeah mm-hmm. down. and then um twitter or is ig is like close friends or or friends only stuff at least ig i can choose not to click on the circle but like twitter mm-hmm. is just like you just raw dog you information that you didn't even want to know yeah. um mm-hmm. and then those tweets were just like so aggressively subtweeting that like even if you didn't do anything i'm not even a part of it like you don't know because mm-hmm. like whoa that's kind of like weird and it's like, who are, you know, it's like those things. And when you're already dealing with like a high level of anxiety, like myself, everything's about you. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah, saying? Right. Even, yeah. Even in the slightest way applies to anything in your life, whether you even follow this person or not, it's about you. And you can't help that we're all human. So I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. I can't even go on Twitter because these people don't even follow. By the way, these people, most of them don't even follow them. And I still see their information because that for yeah. you tab on and Twitter. I, feel like a, I know we were talking about this before we started recording. Um, but I feel like a lot of people just lose touch of the fact that their favorite content creators and just content creators in general are regular people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're uh, Although like one of the advice to become a content creator is having like tough skin, we're still humans and we're still going to get affected by, you know, words we read online. And if they happen, like someone happens to stitch your video, we'll get affected by those things. Like we're not these untouchable like figures because at the end of the day we have feelings we get our feelings hurt as well sometimes I cry as well get anxiety Mm -hmm. like we're just regular people and for like a lot of us like I know I can speak on this Albert Mm -hmm. can speak on this you this is not our full-time jobs it's (laughs) not (laughs) you know our regular like nine to five jobs and then on top of that comes content creation, which is a passion, but also it's extra work <laughs> that I think most people right. are not used to, like that extra workload. So yeah, just, you know, remember that and just be respectful of content creators, especially when they do and when they are open about their boundaries, mm-hmm. respect them. That's yep. literally... I think what most of us are asking for. Right. Like that was kind of, yeah, I was going to piggyback off that Um, because yeah, this past week has just been exhausting. So, I mean, Mm -hmm. like, as you said, with like being open about your boundaries, I, like I said earlier, very vocal about things that bother me. If it bothers me, I will make a post about it. And like I said, also was if they double down on it, that's when I, approach with the call out mm-hmm. the fact that that started happening very frequently with my content it was becoming very concerning and it just did not put me in a good mental space with that because all of these comments were literally men objectifying me and mm-hmm. this has been something that's been going on since October of 2022 and I so I have a podcast with um some fellow content creators RJ Hooks Greedy J, King Drew, uh, the Jerd podcast, and occasionally Miles does you. Um, if he has to fill in for one of us, he's our substitute. But um, we regularly est- like do the establishing boundaries conversation because of how much has happened to me over mm-hmm. the last couple months. And last episode that we had back in February, 
um it was me and uh yon the on don uh they and i were talking about boundaries and i closed the section with if i have to talk about this again it's just going to be me reading off my comments and telling you guys what you guys are saying to me and i'm going to drag all your asses essentially and that's how we opened the march episode for the first hour and a half it was me expressing everything that had happened to me and reading comments of some of the most vile things that i have ever read mm. about myself and it was insane because i was just like i've been establishing these boundaries for so long i don't like being objectified i don't like being sexualized yeah and yet you're going to continue making these comments and whenever like right before we did that episode i was like i'm just warning you guys like and jay was like we're starting the episode with this because we cannot talk about all the stuff that we have on this thing only for you to like keep this bottled up you need to get it out and i'm like mm. okay you're right but they were also like we're going to put ourselves on mute. We're giving you the floor. We're giving you as much time as you need. And I'm very thankful to have that kind of support system in my life, especially from a creative perspective. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm the only woman in a group of men. And they yeah. were just like, you need the floor right now. I'm like, wow. <laughs> so it sucks though, that it has to reach that point and that's what for I was gonna you say to next. like mm-hmm. be taken seriously. And it's yeah. always that like, I was crying on a live stream yeah. and everyone was just like, oh my God, this is actually affecting you. I'm like, no shit, it's affecting yeah. me. <laughs> yeah, because the times yeah. that I've done videos on TikTok when I just can't handle it, it's like yeah. you can literally like see tears in my eyes. Right. And it's like, I've been talking about this. Mm-hmm. Like, it does it really have to reach that point where I'm crying on camera for people to understand how bad this mm-hmm. is affecting me? Right. And the like, fact that like can't... it's had to get to that point for both yeah. of us, because like I, I've seen those videos too. Mm-hmm. And it's just like the fact that people are and it's not even like the off chance comment and they're like, oh, that's just an outsider. No, I remember names. These are repeat offenders. Mm-hmm. And there is a certain cadence to their tone whenever they leave these comments, even after I block them. I will know if it's a backup account or not. Oh, like, yeah. That, that's, it, how, that's how bad it's gotten. And like, mm-hmm. they'll also find me on Twitter and Instagram. They'll send me very explicit DMs as well. And I'm just like, what point, like, what is the limit here Yeah. for how much we are supposed to be able to take? Because this definitely should not be happening for anybody. Like, just because that- we put ourselves on camera does not give, like, that does not open us up to receive yeah. this kind of treatment. It's disgusting. I have never dealt with this before in my 10 plus years of content creation until tiktok yep and i kind of feel like it this lack of respect of boundaries is almost exclusive to tiktok Mm -hmm. um which is very concerning and i hope that maybe this conversation and other conversations that we've been having on the app kind of helps people open their eyes and kind of realize that you know, they need to be more mindful of what they post in the comment section and just be more aware that, first of all, the internet lasts forever. If you mm-hmm. leave a rude comment or you right. leave something, it's, people are going to see it. People are going to screenshot it. It do- just doesn't disappear. And second of all, like the creators you're leaving these comments to, we're going to read them. Like they're right there. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's going to have an effect on us whether you like it or not, like even a large creator is still going to read and see pretty much every single comment. Mm -hmm. And also like one more thing that I'm going to add on to that is 
everyone's like oh my god where did they go like what like I mean like I know that their boundaries are being affected and stuff like that the thing that people need to realize is the longer this continues and the longer you know that this hasn't been a continuing issue which is something that I've been personally dealing with if you see that this is happening to the content creator while seeing how many people are still demanding you churn out content they're not in the mental space to be able to continue providing that content for you. And if they do, mm-hmm. it's not going to be at the same energy level that you know them for Perhaps. because you'll be yeah. able to see it in the body language and you'll also be able to see and hear in the tone how yeah. much they're being affected by this, which is what I was going through. And yes, like the the means that I went to recently and I'm starting to slowly upload them back up again was I literally took down my most popular series off of my page to send the message. I put every single one of those videos on private. I'm like, if you want this skit series to come back, I need to start being treated with a little bit more respect because every single one of you who's commenting, I'm so sorry, this is happening. This is the third time that you're leaving this comment and have also seen the videos of the comments that I'm replying to. So it's not like you haven't been seeing the comments that Mm. I'm being on the receiving end of. If you see it, call it out because I'm one person and seeing only so many comments is not going to overwhelm me in a way like it's going to make me so anxious if I continue to see these and if you want this to come back I would like to have a little bit of backup because there are no mm. mod teams for comment sections on TikTok which I think I is such yes that oh is my, my biggest God. like that I want to petition for that so bad because like if we can have it on a live stream why can we not have it in our comment yeah. section so it should be something they should consider especially for larger Absolutely. accounts because yeah managing the comment section becomes it's, quite difficult yes it does it does and that's why um to cap it off all of it off i feel like you know for me when it comes to you know when it comes to race stuff that's why i'm always very i do videos besides just anime like nerd stuff i also talk about like real life things that mm-hmm. affect like people in general because i feel like to at least for my for my page and like my community i've built in order to garner that for myself i know everyone's is different how you get to it is differently but like for me i had to always sprinkling some stuff about like you know racism and stuff i remember like early on well i talk about like racist things that would happen to me whether it's like from schooling or different things people were like that's impossible that would never happen and i was mm-hmm. like you'd be very shocked so surprise surprise when the whole institution is racist how much racist things can get like that don't get picked up on you know like if your boss's boss is racist then whatever your racist boss does like you know whatever that person does it doesn't matter because the same beliefs and, you know, they all back each other up. So that's why I try to do things like that to show like, hey, first of all, I'm human. I'm not just some like black dude on the internet. Like, please, like, you know, if you follow me, like my content, um, all these different things, you have to understand that like when I talk about these little things that are big issues that have a lot of nuance to them, it requires a certain level of like thinking. And again, my demographic is, is old enough to know, my majority of my demographic is old enough to know better than that. So that's why I feel like I can engage in those situations. But I do realize as a kid's app and kids are going to wonder in every now and again too, which is why I try to like dumb down those discussions so that everybody on every level can understand. And hopefully we can start asking more questions about like, how can we help? And we know when we see something, how do we go about it? Because I've seen situations like when I was strictly a YouTuber and seeing how people dealt with those things. And I feel like, you know, like those typical, you know, YouTube breakup videos, things like that. It, it's, it's gotten so things have gotten really desensitized or desensitized people to when content creators like break the yeah. character, whether you're playing a character yourself or like, you know, you're just on there only creating your content. Mm-hmm. That's it. 
when you go out of that and you're like, hey, this is really happening. It's and this is not excusing anyone for anything, but this is just like right. me trying to make sense of the process. Mm-hmm. Is like I feel like people got so desensitized over the years of things that are fake <laughs> or things that like are all these different things. Like, okay, when this person breaks that character, what do I do? Um, and also some people just go on to our pages just to be entertained, right? Mm-hmm. And so sometimes it's like, okay, this is like, for example, we're talking about our coping me- uh, mechanisms and like things we do for some people, that's us. You see what I'm yeah. saying? Like, that's my right. mentality when I go into like creating content. Like when I was a kid in high school and stuff like that, I was watching these YouTubers while I was getting, uh, you know, dealing with racist cops or getting spat on all these different things. It was content creation more in TV shows. You can watch the content anywhere. Now you can watch like TV and Netflix everywhere, but it wasn't like that for us growing up. So I know that may sound really old, but you understand what I'm saying. The three of us do anyway. So content was that thing for me, like YouTube apps and all that stuff. So I was like, okay, for some of us, for some people, we are that source. So when they get uh, trauma of that, of course they didn't, even they, you know, even let's say they did or didn't watch the video, they never know what video is going to pop up sometimes. Let's say like on your page, and like go through your manually, some stuff just pop up. So one of the videos that pop up from the first time is like me, uh, crying or me talking about like racism like out of nowhere when that's not something I usually do it's such a jarring thing that it takes them a second to like okay I came here because I was having a bad day this person's having a bad day I want to help but it's like it's too much and I feel like we are like that too with some stuff like sometimes we want to help our friends mm-hmm. but it's like oh mm-hmm. damn bro like I got I got so much going on I don't have yeah. the emotional capacity to give you any help or at least help that's going to be actual value because I was going to be pissed off or whatever because of my own thing and it's going to bleed into like you because when, when someone's having a tough time, it takes it gets a nuanced thing and it takes time and patience. And when you're also pissed off, you obviously don't have or sad or depressed, mm-hmm. you don't have that patience, like you don't have enough room in your heart to give any room to someone else. So, those kind of things I try to do. Uh, those are like my when I say the 48 hours of me like thinking about stuff before I respond, that's why I try to put all that into perspective when I give responses out because it's really you know, because it's such a back and forth thing. At the end of the day, you're talking to someone who you don't know who they are. They don't know who you are. And it's talking to a brick wall. And hopefully though, because like what Aaron has been saying in all your videos and louder, what you've said over the years and all your videos, that your community that y'all built has seen that you're not joking. And hopefully the next time will happen. Cause unfortunately, unfortunately it, there will be a next time for all of us for various different things. Even, even if it's not this one thing, it's always another uh, for this kind of people, but hopefully we've built communities now to understand like, hey, we don't need to see Laura cry or we don't need to see Aaron cry or Albert do his thing um, before we say something, you know? Mm-hmm. We can say something mm-hmm. in a polite way because another thing is about showing an example of like, hey, how I communicate and put this person down, that's how y'all should do it. Y'all shouldn't like say anything racist back to them. Y'all shouldn't make fun of their gender. Y'all shouldn't do any of that stuff. Like, don't do anything to attack them. Cause that's just hate on hate. It was like, hey, we see this. We we're gonna, you know, even if you don't say something, again, I can understand not wanting to comment something, but just mm-hmm. be like, hey, how are you doing? Cause for me, that's for me, that's a simple thing of saying, How are you doing today? Like, how are, I hope you're having a good day. Leave positive comments, drown out the negative for my page, I'm not trying to speak for them, but like just for me or for other people I've talked to. Sometimes it's about saying, How are you doing? Or, hey, we appreciate you. I love when someone says, we appreciate your content. Or I watched that recommendation you did. Like, things like that. You know, drown stuff out. Be supportive of your favorite creator. Don't make them have to break down to you. Because uh, we are real people. Like they've mm-hmm. said. They're, mm-hmm. Both of them have said, we're, they're, we're real people who have lives outside of this. 
And like I said, for me personally, as soon as I clock out my nine to five, it's this, it's grind season. And I do, I go, I switch between both after work anyway, still. So it's like a lot of that, but, um, mm-hmm. but besides that, we're running out of time. So I want to give y'all both the floor to say any closing comments you may have. Um, again, we'll start with our guest, Aaron, here's anything, you know, if you want to summarize everything you've been saying into like one quick little point or like, there's anything you want to say, the floor is yours. Yeah. So kind of going off of what you were saying, like, this is the, like when people are having a bad day, they come to us and everything like that. That is definitely something that, um, I've realized within what I've been going through recently with the objectification comments while people were also demanding for more content. And the thing that I noticed, and I know this is going to sound like a very selfish approach to this, but at the same time, it absolutely needed to be said um, on the Jerb podcast whenever I was talking about how, like the full extent of how far this was going. And one of the most popular comments that I received, I don't even like saying popular, but the highest like frequent theme of a comment was the amount of people saying that my content has gotten them through a very difficult time. And I really appreciate hearing that because I never thought that I would be in any kind of position to help somebody through a difficult time because of things that I do online. And I've always wanted to be a storyteller and share that with the world. And the fact that that was finally happening where that was actually putting people's mind at ease and helping people on a bad day, like that made all of my content creation journey, that made it so worth it. But at that moment, receiving those comments while I myself was going through something horrific and traumatic that nobody should ever have to go through, especially the full extent that I was at that point. And they're like, the, and receiving comments from people still on those videos saying, don't take your content down. It helps me get through a bad day. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, the person creating this content right now, I don't think you understand the full extent, but I am going through something that nobody should ever have to go through. And you are seeing it happen. Nobody should ever have to be put in a position where they have to share that with you. How much they have been harassed by their own followers. And the only thing that you can say is, I need your content to stay because it helps me get through a tough time. As somebody that was going through a very tough time, receiving that comment was so hurtful. Because I've, again, it might sound selfish, but I've put out so much for my followers and at the beginning, when all this stuff was happening last week, when that was the common response, I'm like, I don't, do you see what is happening to me right now? There is a huge, there is a human being on the other side of this camera. And right now saying this helps me through a tough time. Those are just words to me. And no one should like, and I'm just going to say like social media etiquette here on out. If you see a content creator going through something difficult and your first response is don't go, you get me through a tough time that is going to make it so much worse because that makes us feel like we are being taken for granted. That tells us right there that we're being taken for granted. I understand that like you mean well, but in that certain situation, that is not the time to say that. Any other time, like when we are genuinely proud of the product that we put out and you leave the comment, I was having a really rough day. Thank you for this. That means the world to me. So going forward, if we have a better understanding of context and like when to actually say the things that we are about to leave, really sit back and think about that. Because once again, we are human beings and this is not our full-time job. This is something that we do because we love. Here we go. Yeah. Just please have that understanding going forward. So, yep. Thanks. And Laura? Um, 
be understanding that your favorite content creator, and I know I mentioned this in one of my recent videos, we are not your friends. We are not your mothers. We are not your therapists. I get that you, like most people come to us for entertainment, comfort, whatever it may be. But at the end of the day, we're a stranger <laughs> to our audience. And there has to be some level of respect towards the content creators that you are watching. Be just more mindful of what you type out in those in the comment section, how you stitch a video. Um, because although I love my community, I'm very proud of, you know, the community that I have built the last um, two and a half years that I started doing the manga and anime related TikToks. But, you know, I've had to establish my boundaries several times. <laughs> and it's something that I just never had to do when I did content creation elsewhere. I never had this problem before. Um, and, it, you know, it's kind of a double-edged sword as your con as your community keeps on growing and expanding. Like, it's exciting, but also you just don't know <laughs> who no. exactly is in that community until they do leave the comments, whether it's good comments, bad comments. Uh, that's really the only way we actually get to see, like, although some most of the time you can't even see their faces, but it kind of puts into perspective who makes up your community. So yeah, for me, it's just, you know, respect your content creators, realize that they're also human. Uh, most of them humans that are <laughs> running with a lack of sleep because they also work a full-time job and just be grateful that, you know, they're even taking the time and effort to work past their like, standard nine to five to also create content and put stuff out there because it is a lot of work um a lot of times I have to be reminded even by my own followers which I do appreciate to just <laughs> take it easy you know take a nap when you need it take a break when you need it but um yeah just be more appreciative and respectful that's really what we all ask for which is very quite simple actually and great, great two points from them and very, very to the point and very, um, I think, really great reminders for followers out there. I'm going to be the one that's going to be a little bit of an asshole here and speak directly. I'm sick of being an asshole. Do it. <laughs> to content creators, actually, just, instead, just instead of followers, it. I'm going to talk to content creators with this one. Mm -hmm. Everything they said, these two, the two of them said, Vara and Aaron said, um, can also be applied to content creators as well. So I want to say this, especially of recent events, I really feel like people need to hear this and hopefully you've watched this far so you can hear this. For my closing statement is this, you can apply all those things they both of them said to you as well, um, that other content creators are not your punching bags. It doesn't matter how big or small their following is. They're human beings who is someone's son or daughter or child. Um, they're, they're, if they have siblings, they're, they're someone's sibling. And for you to just go there, whether it's subtweeting or or you're adding them or whatever the case may be, I need you to really think it through, like really think it through because I'm not going to would, but like, luckily we haven't because it's bullying. What you're doing is bullying. So you're bullying someone and you don't know what's going to do them. You do not know what's going to do them. 
and the feathers ice cream truck at nine o'clock Eastern time is crazy. But anyway, <laughs> this right, this ice cream truck. Anyway, you um, you're bullying them, and the problem about that is is that you don't know what that could do to someone. It could really hurt someone. And luckily, we haven't had a situation where someone has done something harmful to themselves due to what you're saying. So when you say stuff like that, you need to know that people seeing that, of course, and your 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 uh your close friends tweets are not as secure as like ig for example or tiktok anyone can literally who can see it can screenshot that and show it to whoever they want whenever they want and you have no control of that because you wouldn't know until it shows up somewhere right so when you talk about people on their close friend story like you don't know who's mutual that is and if you do know who mutual that is then you're super disrespectful anyway and that's a problem and, you know, you got to treat people with respect and because some people can't sleep because of what they're doing, right? They already feel like they're failing someone or they're going through something. Then they see you not pu putting a blatant statement out there and you're like, well, if the shoe fits, but it's like, okay, if it's that dear to you, you should have said it like direct to ask someone or DM them. I've done it where I've gotten um, disrespected in public in front of a bunch of other people by content creators. And I put a blanket statement out on my close friend story about just people in general saying, like my friends in general saying, hey, this is a statement to all of my friends, whoever can see this or is willing to watch the whole thing. This is not how you should treat me because this is not how you treat a human being. That's different from being like, hey, there are content. And this is something I, this is not something I read. It's something I just like, I'm saying about what I'm about to say. But like, for example, between some like, oh, if you're a content creator and you cry about, you know, being shadow banned or, or not, people not seeing your stuff, and it's not because of that, it's because you're ass at creating content. Why would you say that? <laughs> you know, like, who is that helping, right? Because I've seen people make videos about stuff like that. So, like, who is that helping? That's just attacking people and making people who already feel bad about themselves bad. And you don't know if they're shadow banned. You don't know why their content's not being shown. You're just making a statement because you're trying to see the worst of that person and you're tired of seeing their content or, or like the content about that, and you want them to make content that makes you feel better about yourself or, or the content you want to see. And that's no different from a follower doing the thing that's doing, they're doing an errand where they're like, oh yeah, we oh, don't make this content. We want to see more Black Lagoon content. Why are you making this stuff? So you see how followers and content creators can do the same thing. And that's because both those two things are still at the end of the day people and people can do the same mm -hmm. thing as one another. So that's my thing. Uh, because content creators really need to get in check. And it's not just for anime community thing. This is just everybody. Yeah. I have friends yes. who do content of all kinds, all different places, and that shit has to stop. Uh so that being said, my rant's over. Uh Aaron, Laura, where can the people find you on the interweb? Let's start with Aaron. So it's Aaron, not Aaron. I don't know if my thing is gonna be showing up. It won't. But... Okay. Well, great. I have to spell it. Okay. No, so I'm kidding. E it, it'll be it'll be there. But people are who why are would listening. you do that to me? I I forgot. I'm sorry. But people who uh who are listening only won't be able to see it. So you should spell it out anyway. You... Okay, fine. So it's E R Y N, not E R I N. And it's all one word. But um there's an underscore before the not on Twitter. And then there's a period between the not and Aaron on Instagram and TikTok, but there's no period on the Twitter username. You may have to really make me explain that. <laughs> I did, because some people some people only listening, man. I love doing that because I want people to know how convoluted their usernames are sometimes. But yes. Um, the only reason why the dot is between the not and the Aaron is because people thought it was pronounced Notarin, and I know you were one of them. 
Anyway, Laura, uh, go ahead. Where can people find you out there on the internet? <laughs> Laura Newseth on uh, TikTok. <laughs> Sorry, YouTube. Not on. I'm still not on Instagram. Okay, I gotta think about where I'm at. Oh shit! I forgot. <laughs> I have a YouTube too. You do. You do have YouTube. Just got my beacons. Everything's there. Yeah, that's that true. Yep. <laughs> Everything is there. And you see, first of all, Aaron, you're welcome because if people who are only listening would have probably spelled it E-R-I-N, not E-R-I-N. That's exactly what they would have done. So Or like Aaron Yeager, like E-R-E-N. See? Or every other mm-hmm. spelling except the one that I have. Exactly. But now Aaron has spelled it out for all of you. So don't fuck it it's up. Still, it's still gonna <laughs> exactly. get spelled wrong. It's still gonna get spelled wrong. It happens. I do every it every day. day. I know um, you do. <laughs> and Aaron's name is not even spelled correctly on my phone. So with that being said, um, don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, and share, depending on where you're watching it. And you can follow me every social media platform I'm on. It will be at wholesome underscore underscore monk. <laughs> Fuck you, bro. <laughs> you, bro. You just had to make it difficult in the beginning. This is your fault. It is the kind of, wholesome monk. To- totally. It's not the Don't listen to Laura. Anyway, it's at wholesome underscore monk. Uh, you listen to this podcast. You're more wholesome.